What's up, y'all? This is the one and only shot to Thunder Willie Mac. It's your boy Hot Fire. This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is Royce, ISAAC dollar sign. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine and the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sandy Callahan. This is the AirPod God, MLW star, Richard Holiday. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. So hello everyone, it's Steven Jackson, aka DJ215, here again with another exclusive interview for BBG Wrestling, and I am delighted and honoured to be joined by my first ever interview guest from over in New Zealand, and a man I've been wanting to speak to for a long time, Cool Guy Sky, so how are you doing, Cool Guy Sky? Hey, kia ora bro, we are, we're, we're live, we're going international, eh? We are. I'm doing real well, actually, it's, uh, it's a bit, bit rainy, rainy down here in Invercargill, New Zealand, a bit cold, but cool guy Sky, he's, he's tucked up in bed with his laptop, ready to, ready to smash this podcast with you, Stephen. Awesome. It's a, well, it's eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock in the afternoon here almost, and I'm sat at my desk, so I'm not tucked up, tucked up in bed this time. I have been in the past for other podcasts, but you can't see obviously because we're only audio. So, I'm, and I'm, I can assure everybody that I'm dressed appropriately and that I'm wearing, you know, a hoodie and t-shirt and jeans. I'm not in my pajamas, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> I always try to be professional, even if you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't, wouldn't knock you if you were wearing your pajamas. Like I mean, cool guys. <laughs> I guess he's feeling smooth in bed, so we're good, eh? <laughs> we're comfortable. <laughs> it's um, no, it's so awesome to be able to speak to you. And like I said, I, just as we were off air, you know, joining you from being from New Zealand and seeing the New Zealand scene grow, it's you know fantastic. So just thank you for taking the time with the um, with the time difference as well to to speak to me because, as we said, we're about. 13 hours difference, I believe, 12 or 13, so completely different time zones. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's exciting. I can't wait to be, um, hopefully, uh, make, some, make some new connections, some new, some new people. Um, it's good to, to branch out. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of the, the first thing I have asked, asked a lot of my guests who've come on is, um, what's the... Is the COVID situation okay over in New Zealand? I know kind of it was um, okay and then it kind of dipped a little bit and then has it gone back to being okay again? Because, I mean, shows are running and things down there. Is it feeling all right at the moment? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to rub it in, but we've, we've, got, it pretty, we've got it pretty damn good here, eh? Um, yeah. we, had, we, had a, we had a lockdown um, last year, obviously. We had, it, had it, like, the whole world shut down, obviously. And then it sort of slowly picked back up, and then we've had a couple wee dips, but especially down, um, I'm in Invercargill, which is way down in the south of New Zealand, and it's mainly those like main cities, like up north and stuff, where they, they do still get locked down now and then. But um, we've been pretty pretty good recently. We haven't had a level change in a few months, and they've just opened up a travel bubble with Australia, so Australians can come here and we can go there without having to quarantine. So. That's um, fingers crossed that stays in because that'll be that'll be pretty sweet. Definitely getting to oh, yeah. to go back that way and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. That's good to hear. You know, and like I said, I think the whole world was sort of envious of um, you know Oceania in that you kind of were the first to sort of put in lockdown measures and were um, so sort of on it in terms of making sure everyone was safe and everything. And it's great to hear that you know the travel restrictions are being lifted and that you're able to, you know, travel between um, New Zealand and Australia, which are two of probably the most sort of, in terms of wrestling anyway, two of the um, countries which have kind of exploded over the past few years in terms of, um, you know, exposure through international promotions and through, you know, cross-promotional uh, relationships and things and you know I mean it's a general kind of question but what's it actually like wrestling in New Zealand is it is it an exciting place to wrestle with all the fans and everything it looks really exciting when I've seen it on tape like it looks awesome yeah it is really exciting we've got we've got quite a um a, still quite a, a fresh crowd like 
um, a few places you'll get quite a, a wrestling crowd, but majority it's still a lot of families and kids, especially down here. A lot of people that go haven't even watched wrestling before. Um, you're, you've got your you've got your core wrestling fans, and then you've also yeah you've got a lot of these families and kids and stuff. So it's still um, it's still quite quite fresh to a lot of people. So I guess our wrestling style is a little bit a little bit different, um, and, a lo- and a lot of companies. Uh, so it's 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 always changing though. Every every place you go to, the crowd's just completely different. Um, but there, there's a lot of places to wrestle, which is good. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually going quite well, I think. Yeah, it's um, it looks to be going really well. I mean, like I said to you off air, I've been following the product for several years and seen several guys come up, including you know yourself and learning about a scene over in New Zealand which you know a lot of people might not know is as kind of prominent as what it is and have some really big names coming through as well and some awesome awesome matches as well so in terms of your journey into wrestling how did you become um what what was it what started it was there a particular match or was there a promotion you saw or was there what where did it start the love of wrestling uh, the love of wrestling for me started in like I'm only 20, so I say I say it started when I was a kid, but that was only like 2009. <laughs> so <laughs> started way back when I was a kid, but yeah, like 10 years ago or so, or 12 years ago. That's cool guy maths right there. And um, I think it was like Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, Edge, those sort of ones that I first saw. But it used to be on like Wednesdays was it Wednesdays at six o'clock or Sundays at six o'clock, something like that anyways. And so we'd go to my Nana's for tea and like, there wasn't really anything to do with my Nana's. So I just like flip through the TV and then um, I just, just caught on to it. And then every time I'd watch it and a few of my mates at school, we all liked it. So one of them was actually, he ended up being my tag partner when I started wrestling. So we sort of um, fell into it at the same time. We went to school together and we'd like, fight on the fields at lunchtime and all that and buy all the DVDs and swap and just right into it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a passion from a young age, I'd say, and then just never really left. Um, probably went through dips, you know, to when you start high school, sort of watched it a bit less, just sort of watched the pay-per-views and then got hard out back into it when I was like 16 or so again. And that's when I started watching like Ring of Honor and New Japan and like a lot more independent wrestling, like um, even Progress when I was around 17, 18, started, started blowing up because you had like picked out on all those guys. So, yeah, I think started with WWE and then got into indie wrestling and then started wrestling myself around 2018 ish, 2017, 2018. Wow. You know, it's um, always interesting because a lot of people's first introduction is through WWE and I think it's that thing where it is such a you don't realize i mean when you hear the term like world and global you kind of think i don't know you sort of are a bit encased in that you don't know how far it travels but then knowing that people have seen the same matches as you literally across the world and then you see something like wrestlemania where there are all the flags in the crowd and there's like 50 different countries represented throughout the audience and you know you find out that people are from you know like yourself new zealand or georgia or you know uh not just Canada or Mexico, but, you know, Italy. And uh, it, it's phenomenal to know. And, you know, in terms of as well, like finding Ring of Honor in New Japan, I mean, did that come through um, online like it did for a lot of people? Or did you, um, again, ch- trade DD- DVDs? Or how did that come about? Because Ring of Honor has always been quite a... Um, they, they've obviously been based predominantly in the United States and obviously New Japan's based over in Japan. So was that through the internet or was that through tape trading as well and things yeah so it was mainly the internet um of course aj styles and like finn Balor and stuff came obviously got signed um to the wwe so and there was a lot of buzz around them but i was like i was sort of still quite young so i didn't really know much about them uh so i, I sort of did a bit of looking into them just youtube and stuff like that and then it can't have been long after might have been a year or two, um, Kenny Omega started blowing up. And then the six-star match with Okada happened. And there was just lots of buzz. And there was a guy that um, would go on the school bus, and he was, like, next-level 
all you know, fifteen and hard out into independent wrestling. Like, just knew all the guys that I didn't know yet. So um, he'd talk to me about it, and then um, he'd give me DVDs and whatnot, and I started watching it. And I was like, "This is like so different, but it's so amazing." And then uh, I started watching Ring of Honor weekly, and yeah, just started finding things. And then once I got involved in wrestling, I, that's when I um, heard about progress and like MCW and PWA in Australia and stuff like that, like lots of lots of other ones. I just I just watched sort of wrestling everywhere now. Eh? So it was just it slowly developed just from, I guess, the branch from WWE again, from them signing these guys and then, yeah, just just doing my own sort of seeing what's out there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I was the 15-year-old kid on the bus with you who knew about all those people. <laughs> I was the guy who at school was watching stuff like TNA and yes. watching Ring of Honor and, you know, then from like was having the wrestling channel here in the uk which sadly is no longer yep. um being uh shown but uh you'd see stuff like noah and uh you'd see stuff from the old days like st louis wrestling and wrestling at the chase and all that kind of stuff what you never eat you know you wouldn't have known by being exposed to it through that because there was no way of seeing it and stuff so very very similar to you in that you know kind of then ring of honor for me when i saw ring of honor it grabbed me and then i have been watching that probably since well near enough day one to quote the briscoes day one yeah <laughs> and um, it's definitely a promotion which um i see a lot of spw new zealand and ring of honor i see a lot of similarities in terms of the style and in terms of the presentation and in terms of the you know like the production and stuff and i mean it was watching ring of honor as well just as a fan to fan is there a particular match or a particular um show what you're very sentimental about with ring of honor um i'm actually trying to remember i'm trying to remember one of the first ones that got me into it the whole it was definitely the whole um it was around the elite and stuff when i first started getting into it but i've yeah. gone back and watched a lot of um you know brian daniels and cm punk and stuff like that and there's just so many good stuff so i don't think there's one particular one but it, it was definitely like the Cody Rhodes sort of era that that was when I started watching it because um, that was when yeah when I was around fifteen sixteen when they were sort of on the rise and all that yeah, yeah. and because Cody Rhodes left WWE and he put out that list and then he sort of just ended up everywhere and so it was sort of around that time and I was sort of following him a wee bit which is probably also what helped expose me to a lot of indie stuff too. Yeah, he um he yeah kind of opened up the the doors to a lot of independent promotions what people might not have had or fans might not have had sort of exposure to before then and like you said he did put out that list and he was literally at one point he was he was everywhere he was in japan he was in evolve he was in ring of honor he was in you know impact he was just he was everywhere pwg he was in uh, battle of los angeles you know so he and then in, when he was in ring of honor as well he had a I think as well, what people don't realise is that a lot of fans, not myself, but a lot of Ring of Honor fans were very um, sort of snubby about Cody going in. Maybe that he couldn't hang with a lot of the guys who were in Ring of Honor because he came from WWE. But he had a really, really great run over in Ring of Honor and he won the World Championship and he had some, like you said, he led the Elite, which then eventually led into, you know, AEW, what we've got now, you know, completely brand new, fresh promotion. With yeah, it's crazy to think, hey. It is. It is. You know, exposing how, even more people. Yeah. Well. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I think that that's another another era, really, isn't it? It's all different people going to get into these things from different exposures, really. Yeah. Um, always surprises me as well that um, you know, Ring of Honor is a very global company, and there's always been an emphasis on you know the global aspect. Oh. Your mic, oh, microphone's back on. <laughs> microphone. Right. I, just, I just coughed. I just coughed. I thought, you know, COVID's <laughs> a big thing. Probably, listeners don't probably want to hear that. <laughs> Everybody looking around, thinking, where, where is it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I was saying, like, with Ring of Honor being a global company, like, in terms of, um, you know, SPW as well, you know, you've had guys, like, coming through, like, probably the most prominent name of all is, you know, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay was in SPW, um, and wrestled at the Southern Rumble and things. I mean, what was it? 
Were you there during? I, I think you were there during Will Ospreay's time in the company, and did he had them um, several matches? Was it exciting seeing him coming in after watching him on TV? Yeah, that was that was really exciting actually because he's. I think he's been. I want to say three times. I could could be yeah. wrong. Could be four, but I'm pretty sure it's three. So the first one was the one of the Southern Rumbles at the Working Men's Club, which is where we do most of our um, big shows. Uh, and so he faced Shane Sinclair, and that was like that was big buzz because that was I think that was the first time that like a well that that was the first time since I I'd known. Um, I just found out about SPW through the SPW documentary, which we'll probably talk about later on. Yeah. Um, but I was actually on holiday in Australia at the time, so I couldn't go. So I was so gutted because that was going to be the ah. first wrestling show I'd ever been to. Um, but obviously, big as I said, big indie fan at the time. So I was like, oh, my God, Will Ospreay. Um, but it was only about a month or two after that that I actually started wrestling myself. And then Will Ospreay was back here again in, like, February. And he faced uh, J.K. Moody, who was one of the guys that trained me. And yeah. um, that was that was the same night that I, I'm pretty sure I made, yeah, I made my debut that same night in like a battle royal thing, or debut of sorts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that was pretty crazy to debut on a show that Will Ospreay was on. And he'd just been at um, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, so he had the, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And yeah. I mean, going from like, because that was the, I'm pretty sure that was the year the Omega Jericho match happened. So that was like the big, like 30,000, 40,000, however many people at the Tokyo Dome, massive. Um, and literally a week later, he was wrestling for us. And it was only on one of our fight nights shows, which was like a training sort of shows. And our little tin shed in Invercargill in front of like 150 yeah. people, because that's all we can fit in our little shed. And it's like, BYO, the people go crazy. So it was crazy, for, for, I imagine, for him to go from Tokyo home to this shit in New Zealand. <laughs> but it was mad. Um, and that, that was a crazy match. And that, it was so cool seeing one of the boys, Moody, just tear it down as well. And then he came again um, for our first ever stadium show, which was later that, that year. Um, and he faced, faced the hooligan, um, Marcus yes. Cool. So, and that was that was another crazy match. Um, bit of a bit of a shock result at the end of it. <laughs> I just remember the, the face on the hooligan when he when he got the pin. Uh, he was he was just he was as shocked as everyone. It was crazy. Um, so that first stadium show was mental too. Um, we had we had Tennille Dashwood as well, who yeah. who's also um, been in Ring of Honor. Um, so yeah, we've we've been quite lucky to get some pr- prolific names over. Um, we've had quite a lot of quite a few Australian guys like Adam Brooks and Bobby Eagles. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Aaron Hanare, obviously. So yeah. we've, had, we've had lots of guys here. Um, we've been pretty lucky, and that's sort of where we're quite fortunate down where we are is that we've been able to learn off a lot of these guys too, and do seminars and whatnot. So that's where a lot of a lot of our learnings come from. Um, and then we've also been fortunate. Even after COVID, like um, Niwa, who was over in the UK, he came back here as well. And he um, he actually moved down here for a bit and trained us and everything. So that was real good. And then we've got um, K9. He's, he's back. Well, he's, he's coming back in a week or so. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be back. So we're, we're pretty fortunate where we are to, to be able to learn and grow and be presented with a lot of opportunities. And even just, like you say, the, the production and um, – how I mentioned the stadium show, like we're very lucky with the opportunities that we're given down here. And um, I think that's, yeah, we're quite lucky in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the sort of tagline of uh, SPW is wrestling on the edge of the world, which I think is such an awesome tagline, but it's anything but in a way in that, like you said, you've had so many people coming through and it's so it, to me, wrestling on the edge of the world, to me, in one sense, is such a cool thing in that it's like it really is on the edge of geographically, but it's like you're not hidden away in a sense. It is accessible through stuff like streaming sites and through YouTube and stuff. And, you know, the um, so it, it kind of into the YouTube um, part of things. So like we said off air, I first became aware of SPW through that awesome 
um, documentary what was produced, which is available on YouTube. And you said in the interview with um, the Bleeding Edge, the sort of SPW podcast, that you saw that. In, sorry, you saw that documentary as well. And I mean, was that your first exposure, like me, to SPW um, and actually seeing it as a company? Was that the first time you'd seen it? Yeah, yeah, it was. So they had it up for free for like a month. Um, and so I watched it when it was up online for free. And I didn't even know there was wrestling in New Zealand, to be honest. Um, the only wrestling I ever knew of was they did these um, – uh, it's called Armageddon. And so it's just like a – it's just a comic convention pretty much in New Zealand that goes around. And I'm from Dunedin, and, and still there's absolutely no wrestling in Dunedin. So there was pretty much no way of being exposed to it. But, um, the, what, yeah, one of my mates who, yeah, I tag with Ryder from Detention, he, he found this documentary. Um, we used to YouTube, like, New Zealand matches now and then. But, yeah, like I say, it was only these, like, comic convention sort of things. And then, yeah, the SBW documentary popped up and it was like, what? That's, like, at Invercargill. Like, what? Invercargill was a whole. <laughs> what's, what's wrestling doing down there, you know? Um, small as town, like, didn't think there was anything in Invercargill to be honest. But um, that documentary showed there was something down in Invercargill, and it wasn't just um, they, they were doing really well. So it was like far out. There's there's wrestling in New Zealand, and it's only a couple hours down the road. Um, so obviously you go like the Facebook page and whatnot, and um, then the Will Osprey came over. So that further was like, man, like you we must be like pretty damn onto it if they've got Will Ospreay. So that exposed me even more. And then it was only about a month after that they put up a thing about a tryout day. And, um, yeah, it was, all, it was all go from there pretty much, eh? So um, the documentary pretty much is the reason that I'm here now, really, because I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even known there was wrestling here in New Zealand or been exposed to it or liked any Facebook pages to even know there's tryout days and you can be a wrestler. So, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts it is like you know like you i didn't even know that there was a scene in new zealand i knew i knew of australian wrestling through um through progress when they ran some shows down in australia epw and uh, mcw and things they did the tour down in australia but i didn't yeah. know there was a promotion in <laughs> in new zealand I knew of New Zealand wrestlers, but I thought they kind of flew over to Australia to, to wrestle. So knowing yeah. there was a scene in New Zealand was so cool. And, you know, the thing with um, SPW as well is that, you know, it has got a really um, strong training, um, you know, facility and a good, like you said, seminars and the like. And that's always pushed whenever you see it online and things and on social media that, you know, like yourself, you know, you can go and train and you can go and, um, you know, become a wrestler. And what was it actually like starting that training? Was it a lot more daunting or was it exciting? Or how did it feel actually getting in there and doing it? Yeah, it was definitely, it was a, it was definitely a lot way harder than I thought it was going to be, um, was one thing and painful, saw the next day, but it was, it was that excitement, and I was I was just hooked from the go. Um, I remember because me and yeah, me and my best mate we drive two and a half hours every weekend um, before we, for about two years before we actually moved down here. So we, um, I was sort of in the mindset like I'll probably just come down like once a month, train once a month, you know, it'll be sweet sort of thing, or every two weeks. And then as soon as I walked into the to our old training place, the barracks, oh, I just oh, I just like this is home. Like fell in love straight away. As soon as I was in the ring, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, nah, we're coming down every weekend, and that was it. We we literally were hooked, came down every weekend until, yeah, eventually we both moved down here as well. So um, I was just instantly hooked. Um, it was just like you'd almost set, like, little goals. Obviously, your big goal is to make that debut, but it might just be like, you know, I want to I wanna learn learn this in a few weeks. I want to get better at this, and you like I'm all I'm real goal driven, so I'm always like striving to do better and like uh, that sort of thing. So I was just I was hooked. Day eh? I loved the challenge and just loved it. Eh? it you know it's so cool that because um, some people say about when they go into the training facility that it can be incredibly intimidating given the trainers they've got or given what they're actually 
told to do, you know, if it is particularly kind of like, you know, um, taking bumps or, you know, taking strikes and getting hardened up, do you know what I mean? And it's cool that it, that didn't happen for you because, like I was about to say, and I'm kind of jumping ahead of it, but you are, 2020 kind of is your breakout year and that you are probably, I believe, the hottest star in New Zealand right now. And, I mean, it's so cool to see how much you've progressed over the past few years. And given that it was the pandemic last year, did you expect 2020 to be as fruitful for you in terms of, you know, like career goals and career success? Did you expect that when it first came about? No. So um, I think I, I didn't really know. I, I was I had my goals I was striving for and um, I was working hard. And then when I just sort of broken out of the tag team and was, was becoming me and then COVID just put a, put an end to it. Um, and it was definitely a rough time for me mentally, but we were quite lucky that it was only, we were actually only locked in our homes and couldn't, you know, go to the gym or do anything for like five, five, six weeks, you know, like it, it was felt long, but in the scheme of the rest of the world, we were actually really lucky and it wasn't yeah. long, but um, I mean, if I did that lockdown again, I'd do it differently. Like a oh, man, I ate so much food and, I mean, I went on a few runs and did a little bit of working out, but I didn't really have the have the tools or anything. Um, and I just, I don't know, just when your mental health drops a wee bit, um, it's really important to look after your mental health because, yeah, when it drops and just all the other aspects of your well-being sort of drop. So physically and stuff, I just was in a bit of a bad place. So when I came out of lockdown, I was like, no. Nah. Like, I, I remember I went to first training session back and um, – I just felt crap. Just felt um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know how to say word, but uh, well, um, but yeah, I was just rubbish. I was slow. I was puffed. Everything hurt. Um, I just didn't feel like me. So they gave me the motivation straight away. Just like like you were doing so well, you know exactly what you want, but you need to go get it. And that motivation still with me. So though it was a bad time, I think it um, it reaffirmed my goals and. And it set me on the path to sort of skyrocket the rest of the year, you know. Like, I think I, yeah, I just sort of just grew and grew and grew, you know. I went so hard in the gym, went so hard working on everything and wrestling and just just everything, like all aspects of, of, of wrestling and life. And I just smashed it since lockdown, you know. I've been just been going so hard. So it's definitely, um, definitely paying off this year because, yeah, I've just, can't complain too much of how this year's gone so far. It's been a been a year of good results, which um, and just learning from the mistakes I made last year because last year I was just so unlucky. Um, every 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 match pretty much I uh, come so close and just just fall short of the last hurdle. So I've learned from that, and this year's is paying off. You know, so I'm glad that that all the hard work from last year's paying off. But I'm still working hard because I've got my uh, got the big goal, hopefully coming up soon. Well, not hopefully, definitely. So. It's all paying off in the grand scheme. It, it is, and uh, it kind of jumps to that because um, you achieved the goal of winning the briefcase, number one contender's briefcase for the SPW title. So um, you've actually, as long as everything goes to plan and as long as um, you know it all goes well, you're going to be wrestling for the title on my birthday, the 21st of May. So those people who are listening to the podcast, you know, that's my birthday. So, you know, a little uh, Easter egg there for you. <laughs> Same traits. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that must be such an exciting, um, you know, goal to work for after putting in so much hard work and to have that, um, you know, opportunity there with the, you know, the title you're going in as a challenger and stuff. I mean, you excited for that when it does come? Oh, geez, yeah, it's the most excited I've, I've ever been. Um, like the the number one contendership has just been so close. Um, all last year was so close, but I just couldn't grasp it. Um, like the Southern Rumble, which is like our Royal Rumble sort of ordeal, uh, entered at number one, and I was in it till the last four, and I got screwed pretty much. Someone I eliminated. Um, Earlier on in the rumble, came back and chucked me out. It's fine, whatever. Um, 
So I wasn't number one contender then. And then we had a one-night tournament and I got all the way to the final and I had the win. And then once again, same same thing, got costs. Um, so it was like it was right there and lost the number one contendership again. Um, so it was just almost there. So when I had the opportunity for the five for gold ladder match, it was like, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not fucking about, man. Like, this, this is <laughs> I, I need this. Like, I, I really need this. Um, so I pretty much did anything and everything. And uh, I mean, it came to the point that um, me and me and my best buddy Will Power we had to sort of put our friendship aside and just just go at it as well. So there, nothing was going to stop me that night. So to get that briefcase was, oh, it was just the best feeling ever. I remember when I pulled that pulled the briefcase down, I just looked at it. And I just like screamed so loud and people were on their feet clapping and Will was there. I gave Will a big hug and oh, I was emotional. So I think as well, like the big thing going into into battle lines on the 21st of May is that I feel like I've got the, the whole of SPW behind me. Like all the boys in the training school that, that have seen me develop, the guys that trained me, the crowd especially. I feel like the crowd is so invested in Cool Guy Sky because they've seen me from day dot, you know, they've seen me grow and develop and like, I just feel like we've got such a good connection. So it's going to be emotional. Um, but th- this is it, you know, this is, this is the moment um, for too long that that SPW title has, has been away from SPW um, since canine actually, which was bloody two years ago. Now he was the last yeah. person SPW homegrown to, to hold that title because the hooligan took it off him and then Shane Sinclair and, you know, um, and then Slex, of course, the business. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, now uh, now Jamie Tungatese, who's literally the most dominant champion this country's ever seen. He is just, he's another level, to be honest. Like, he's unreal. So even just the chance to, to get in the ring with him is exciting. Um, so much to learn and grow and... Um, I know he's excited too. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. But of course, that that title being on the line just that's that's the thing with it. That that's what adds that aspect, and that's what really excites me because I know that I can step up to that challenge and really, really that's that's the end goal. So we've got to get it. Oh yeah, you know I mean the um, SPW title as well. In terms of following the promotion for so long, has always had so many awesome champions but also so many great matches involved in it as well and the prestige of that belt given that you know spw is the premier promotion in new zealand and i'll be watching <laughs> and i can't wait for it to happen i can't <laughs> wait for you to win that belt and, I, and like i said from following you and seeing how you've grown it'll be a great moment for me as a fan as well and that was another question i was actually going to say is that um in terms of the um cool guy sky character and cool guy sky look and everything what was the inspiration for that was it something you'd seen or is it all original or what what sort of inspired that i love it i think it's absolutely awesome so what was the inspiration um a lot a lot lot of things really um I'm, i'm quite like outgoing and i'm quite a personality so i i knew i wanted something bright um, I want something out there, and I just I really like um, I really like those characters, like you know, like David Bowie and even like punk rock stuff, and like I just find all that sort of stuff cool. So I sort of just incorporate a lot of the things that I like, but then also um, when I'm wrestling, I'm just I'm just quite quite flamboyant and in the ring, so I couldn't couldn't really I'm not really ever going to be able to do a a full on serious black trunk sort of <laughs> wrestling. Uh, <laughs> So I sort of had to reflect on myself too and, and be honest with myself. You know, everyone wants to be like a UFC fighter, wrestling character, but yeah, like that's not what we all are. So um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not bloody Dave Batista. Um, but I, I just, I'm just myself, you know, like it's yourself dialed up, I guess. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I got inspiration for a lot of things. Um, but yeah, originally, yeah, it was the original gear and stuff was slightly uh, slightly Rick Rude, which is a bit random, but I just really liked mm-hmm. the airbrush sort of tights and stuff. So yeah. um, I came in with that, and, and I came out of detention, so uh, which was a tag team. And coming out of a tag team, yeah, come out, and now it's all about me. So that was sort of the thing. Like, uh, 
really wanted to put the focus on myself. So first appearance, come out with pants with my face on it. And then it just sort of grew. Um, and I thought, it's just always about standing out and, you know, encourage people to be themselves. So, I mean, bright pink stands out. <laughs> Especially in, in New Zealand, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of people that um, wear those bright colours. And I think that's also where me and me and Will, um, Will Power bonded. And we're now the tag team champions in SPW. Um, same thing, you know, he's, He's that same thing, that character dial, himself dialed up. But he's also, yeah, he's got that, that bright sort of over-the-top gear too. And that's sort of where we, we've got a similar mindset with, with wrestling and the importance of characters and all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's you're just such a perfect mesh you two, and you know, I, I like I said, I recently, well, last year I interviewed Will in a written interview for um for the Wrestling Estate, and he's such a cool cool dude and such a you know great guy great friend even though we've not spoken verbally i'm hoping to at some point he's such a great um friend and such a great wrestler you know he's so good at what he does and as you just said in terms of that character you and him as the mega powers just um mesh perfectly and you know winning the tag titles as well so you know that thrill of winning those belts must have been such a exciting moment in your career as well being the spw tag champions when there have been so many great tag champions in the company uh, beautiful belts as well absolutely beautiful there's a design on them and everything as well oh yeah they're, they're absolutely gorgeous it was um it was so amazing to get to get to win them um we're both the first time two-time tag team champions in spw but of course uh we, we've done it with different tag partners so it was exciting to come together to both get that record at the same time and um just the surprise because no one knew that we were going to be a team either um like we didn't even we didn't even know about the day before <laughs> um we'd, we'd actually tagged up once in a different company in in christchurch called unified um but it was sort of almost a gag that we were teaming like we just sort of be like fun you know um we, they sort of offered it to us if uh i think they offered it to will and said you know, just want to tag you know who, who do you want to tag with and we just like came up with this funny ass thing. We we're like, it'd be so funny if we were the mega powers. Like, if I was Macho and you were Hulk, and like, we just go be real, like, over the top and <laughs> do all that sort of stuff in Christchurch. We just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And so, like, we did it, and it was all a gag. And we actually became tag team champions in Christchurch, which we still are. Um, <laughs> but then there was this open challenge in SPW, and I think for the crowd as well, we've been quite like, like, we have a radio show called Wrestle Cafe together, and even like on Instagram and stuff, like we're quite publicly best mates. Um, so when there's this open challenge, uh, I, I came out and did a wee, a wee, a wee talk on the mic and I think a lot of them sort of figured pretty quick like who I was going to say for the for my tag partner. And then when he came out, oh, the place erupted, man. Everyone was so <laughs> happy. Like, like oh, yes. <laughs> and then they said we were the mega powers as well. Like, this is the funniest thing ever. Like, we're so going to get done for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't, so we're good, we're good. We put NZ in it, the NZ Mega Powers, which they haven't yeah. done with yet, but we're going to push for it <laughs> so we don't get done. But um, <laughs> but then um, when we won the tag rounds, because Control had held them for like over a year, so yeah. and, and any time there it looked like a challenger would come close, it, it just wouldn't happen. So I don't think the crowd really and because we were two singles wrestlers as well i don't think the crowd really expected us to win so when we did man oh man i, I was um i was down on the floor and there was people everyone off their seats uh, cheering screaming you know and then there's these two two guys um zach and sham their names are and they were they, they were crying and hugging and off we know it was crazy like there was tears and stuff i was like oh my god this is mental so and then <laughs> me and will in the ring of course we we had a hug and shared some words so it was nice it was just it was just crazy and that was that was the night before the fight for gold briefcase too so it was a pretty big weekend for me really that weekend but um it's a beautiful belt and it's uh it's just so great getting to do that with my best friend and yeah yeah it's exciting it, it is exciting you know and i think the thing is as well is that that's the other thing is that the actual new zealand the reason why i would love to come to 
SPW in New Zealand is because it feels so um, emotionally invested in the pro. Well, it feels so emotional, and the fans are so invested. And and like you said, you know, you 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 get a vibe from somewhere where it's like they're not the fans who go to your shows aren't fans who are out for themselves. And by that, I mean I always love wrestling fans who, you know enjoy the show and a part of the show in the sense of that they're with you the entire way and that they are enjoying what they're seeing i don't like shows where fans can be particularly unfair and can be quite um derogatory and things but like he you know seeing those fans in new zealand it just looks such a great atmosphere and so fun and just exciting to be there and i mean feeling that vibe from those people must have been like you said when people were with tears in their eyes and you know that's that's an art that in it that's not something you can that that's true emotion what doesn't come easily for anybody so that must have been like you said a real kind of um surprise to see how people responded to you winning the belts um and knowing that you've touched people in that way. I mean, is that that's the thing, is that, like, being Cool Guy Sky, are you amazed how you've, like, including me, obviously I'm interviewing you right now, that people are touched by what you're doing around the world and what work you've been putting in. Um, is it exciting to think about that? Quite quite exciting. Yeah, th- honestly, it's just crazy. Like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really sink in because I guess it, it still feels, you, for, you forget that people are watching sometimes mm. um and people are so invested um but just yeah it's it's crazy like uh, online and stuff like you get a new follower and then you see they're from from america or something you're like i just yeah just i just do forget sometimes that people are watching and are invested and it's just crazy like even even going in between different cities and stuff like um in Wellington, I was there ooh, about a month ago, and I haven't, hadn't been there since probably February or so. Like, I haven't been there in a good three months or so, and I just, for some reason, I just think, oh, they're not going to remember me or anything. But I went out, and the place just went crazy, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, you just forget, like, the impact that you have on people sometimes. And, like, um, like you know, parents saying, like, oh, my God, my kids just like, absolutely love you and stuff. And it's just, like, it's just crazy, like – Oh, yeah, I just forget sometimes. Um, it's so it's so cool. Uh, we've got some we've got some amazing fans in New Zealand, and just it's just crazy the investment, eh? So it's pretty it's pretty damn cool. It is, it is, and it's really exciting to see how um, your profile in the company is growing. Because I mean, as well as winning, like you said, as well as winning the tag belts, and as well as winning the number one brief, number one contenders briefcase, you also won several of the uh, SPW Slammies last year as well, which was, you know, and again, I think shows how much um, you've developed, but also how skilled you are as an actual wrestler like you are so engaging to watch and i mean was that again a surprise to find out you'd won all those awards and those accolades after working you know so hard did you expect those oh no that was that was crazy man like i remember the um the breakout star of the year i was so stoked to get that that was the one i i wanted so i was like oh that's amazing and then match of the year that was that was i didn't expect that one so i was pretty um (laughs) because there's quite a few well, quite a lot of high-profile matches last year, so to because it's all fan voted, so to to get voted that match of the year, and it was such an emotional match. It was against the Hooligan, and it was um, the la- the final ever uh, fight nights at the barracks. So it was a farewell to the barracks, which was the 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 building that um, we all we all learnt to wrestle in, we all grew in, and to farewell that it was a one-night tournament, and to farewell that um, that place was so emotional and then for that to get the match of the year that was just oh it was just crazy i was so i was just so stoked man um and then i think the last one was the moment of the year yeah. <laughs> and when i got when i got that i sort of like man they're just like <laughs> they're just voting because it's me because they're just way better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was so I was, that's, and that's sort of what was honoring like i think it was i think the moment was me farewell in the barracks and it was it was after the match and the match was it was well, my favourite match we've ever had. Like, yeah, so, so much fun wrestling the hooligan. Um, but I just cut this emotional little speech afterwards, just thanking everyone and 
I was pretty out of it to be fair. Like I don't really remember much of it. <laughs> like it was a it was a big night that night, but um, yeah, it was it was an honour still to get to get voted there. Uh, it just shows how passionate um, my fans and people are for Cool Guy Sky, and and and, the, and like you say, the SPW crowd is how passionate they are. So it was it was yeah. such an honour to receive those three slammies. And. Um... I can admit that I voted you the breakout star of the year and the best match of the year. I can't remember yes. if it was. I don't know if I. I don't know if I picked best moment though. But I was pleased <laughs> that you did get best moment. <laughs> yeah, but, I was so stoked too. It was just it was crazy to win three man, and then the other one was Superstar yeah, and then Will won that one. So yeah, he did. Clean out. <laughs> Absolutely, and he deserved that, you know. And I think. Oh, geez, yeah. You know the. I think the thing is as well is that. Um, the, the the thing about SPW, what what I think is so exciting as well is that the actual product, as you met you mentioned this earlier on actually, but with families coming in, but it is a full on family product in a sense, in that anyone can enjoy it from you know all you know all the sort of wrestling fans to young kids to you know new fans it really does cross so many boundaries and the matches themselves that you all put on and the style of New Zealand is so, um, it's intense, but it's got a, it's got a flash to it and it's got a kind of, um, you know, its own identity in a way, you know, it kind of feeds into that. And I mean, do you feel that in the ring? Like, have you, I don't know if you've wrestled anyone outside of like, um, New Zealand or like, um, from outside of New Zealand, but have you heard from like wrestlers, like say for example Will Osprey, if you've spoken to him, or other wrestlers, that New Zealand has its own style, what people kind of can can feel? Does that kind of make sense? What I'm saying, like it's a it's a style of itself. Yeah, I think I think what we yeah I I just I've, yeah I've wrestled a, I've wrestled a few people, not any like really really high profile people, but a few people from like Australia and whatnot, or people that have have travelled mm. around. Um, I think I think it is the, the family side. Like when, other than you know, usually the main event and the opener sort of will have that indie feel where it's a, a lot, you know, a, a lot of you know, you, you know, sales, your trade offs and blah blah blah, all that, all that jazz. You, the typical things you see in indie wrestling and whatnot. But sprinkled through the rest of the show is just a whole variety, uh, and I think it's especially down for us because we've got the the luck of having quite good production. As we play, tend to play a lot to the cameras and to the crowd. You yeah. know, like we we mix it up and we we do have a lot of that interaction, which is definitely different to other places. Like um, a lot of yeah, we we definitely have that have that different style, and it is a lot of that that family sort of. I think at the moment there's a bit of a resurgence of the the sort of. I'm not even sure what you call it. There's a, quite a bit of the the carnival sort of wrestling from the yeah. UK being incorporated yeah. in a wee bit because we've had yeah. a few wrestlers come back from the UK and and because that's sort of on the rise a little bit in other places. So there ha- has been a little bit of um, that incorporated in, and I think that's definitely because I you know I love characters like Dolph Ziggler and, and the Miz, and so I think I definitely always wanted to bring a lot of character to the wrestling, and a lot of places are, are, are the opposite. And that, like that's per, like everywhere's like that's what their crowd like. Like I, I imagine if I did the way I wrestle, um, and other promotions say in I don't know somewhere in the states, it might not land as much. So I think we've got a very unique crowd and a very sort of a blend of everywhere because we're sort of a bit of a like a, a fresh scene and we don't really have our own style. Not like you know Japan's got strong yeah. style, Mexico's got lucha libre. British, you've got the grappling sort of ordeal and, and like the carnival side as well. So we sort of learn from different people and we're sort of like mixing it into its own little pot. And um, yeah, I think a, dep- a lot of it does though depend on who you're wrestling and and where you are on the card for us. Because um, um, I, I think it's kind of going back to wrestling's roots and that wrestling is a, is a family sort of um and ent- well it's entertainment at the end of the day but it it's the fact that it crosses so many different um demographics and that spw just kind of like you said is a melting pot of so many different um you know styles and um you know 
sort of ways of wrestling, but it also plays into wrestling's roots, which is the good guys and the bad guys, and you know that classic kind of storytelling, which you know has been emphasised, I believe, so well over in SPW, you know, through your through your eyes, and it's interesting because in terms of like saying about Lucha Libre, you, I believe have at the moment the most beautiful finisher of all of the 450 splash what you do in the ring is just absolutely like something else i mean what's that like to how do you feel doing that <laughs> oh thank you thank you very much for that it's much appreciated um it's uh i yeah it's it's definitely like i don't really have to think about it anymore i used to used to sort of get a little bit panicky but now um i mean i've landed on my face so many times or landed on my knees real hard and i'm like oh like i'm still here like it's it can't really go too wrong so i'm quite quite confident with it now which is quite lucky like i don't don't practice it at all anymore like i used to used to always like dial it and make sure i had it perfect but now i've i've sort of just it's, i'm quite lucky that i've done it enough times that it's just sort of second nature um so I, I I love doing it though. Like I used to, because I used to wrestle like a teddy bear on the tramp and all that, and wrestle my mates mm-hmm. on the tramp. So sort of sort of came from that. Um, I learned how to do it on the trampoline when I was a kid, and then it was well, within the first few weeks of wrestling that I I got to try it out onto a crash mat, and then I was like, oh, that's that's definitely my finisher. Like I'm I'm set. You know, it was it was my finisher when I was a kid on the trampoline, and I want it. And then uh, yeah, getting to do it in the ring is pretty awesome. It always gets a pretty cool reaction. So like I I love doing it, eh? Yeah, it looks beautiful. Like I love that finish, but just the way you do it, it looks so crisp and just so the elevation and the rotation itself is just so perfect the way you do it, you know. Um, and it's just one of those finishes which is so explosive as well. Like you know, that's going to be the finish. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to be the end of the match. It's like there's no kind of um, coming back from that, if you might say. You know, I think yeah, and also yeah, that that build-up of getting up there and knowing it's coming and then you see it and it just, you know, great vibes as a fan watching that, you know, love seeing that. And um, yeah, yeah. The, kind of, the kind of other thing as well, um, SPW actually has a, so as you said before, and we, well, we said ourselves, that seeing SPW through the documentary, you didn't know there was a scene, but it's actually now, if I am correct, New, it actually appears on New Zealand national television. Is that is that correct that you can actually watch SPW on TV? Is that is so that we, all you could do? So we had um, so we had like TV specials. So we had I think we had yeah. Oh, there, there was so there was the first um, what was it the the stadium show was put on um yeah. that we did with MCW. So it was on it aired on TV like three or four times I think. Um, but we had a few episodes leading up to that. So it was about four episodes leading up to the stadium. And then there was the first stadium show. And then we also had the same for Queenstown. So it, it, there's about two or three, I think Fight for Gold was on, about three shows or so, um, plus a few episodes that, that were on TV and aired multiple times. And then we also had, um, like, uh, so it's like TVNZ here, which is like the uh, all the channels, you know, it's like the other, the, other than your, that's your normal television, like your um, free to air, I guess. I'm not sure. Maybe is it, is it like BBC? Oh, I don't know. But it's not like yeah. um, your, your, yeah. it's not Sky, pretty much. So there's mm-hmm. Sky, and then there's your TVNZ. So we were on TVNZ, which was so cool because that's what everyone watches, you know, um, at home. That's what everyone's got on their TVs. Um, but they've also got their online um, like service thing, so you can catch up. They're on demand. So we were on that as well for all all the shows, episodes, and whatnot. We're on that for a good good amount of time i think they're still on there but i could be wrong don't quote me there i haven't been on the old <laughs> tvnz on on demand to watch it in a while because i've got the spw pivot share there you go there's the plug <laughs> no yeah <laughs> but i've got the um i've got the streaming service so i've just watched it on there but yeah yeah so yeah we were on tv which was oh that was that was mad and that was a that was definitely a, a dream come true um because the first time i was on there i was just in the in the southern rumble which is so cool um getting to be on tv and in the rumble spot and um we were in the rumble we eliminated the south pacific power trip which was yeah. tk cooper and that so that was pretty crazy on tv staring off with you know high profile names and um yeah it was so cool but then the second uh tv special that we did the queenstown one um i was actually called by sky so i was my own 
identity and I was in a match with Charlie Roberts, which was like, oh, that was so cool. And there was this thing I did on it called the the Catwalk Challenge, which was just like a pretty much I just called him out for a Catwalk Challenge and we did like a fashion runway thing before the match started. And I think it went on YouTube and the amount of times people were, that's the video that everyone finds and clips and like, <laughs> Like, especially, like, people outside of wrestling, they always find that video and go, is this you, man? Is this you? And, like, yes, right. that's me. <laughs> I was on TV, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's, it was such a cool opportunity and pretty cool. And, like, yeah, especially, like, people outside of wrestling, they discovered us through a lot of us through that. And it's almost it was almost um, a bit of validation um, to people through school and stuff. Like, hey, like, you know, this is, this is actually starting to go wow. And um, people were real proud of, proud of us for it so it was it was really cool actually it is really cool and that that's actually what i was uh going to say about the i believed it well like you said tv new zealand and that you know it is awesome to know that the product has appeared on national television and you know a homegrown new zealand promotion has been given a prominent spot on national tv which is something what not a lot of places actually get the opportunity to do. I mean, it isn't the case here in the UK. There's been bits and pieces here and there, but, you know, it's been kind of, um, you know, not for the most part. So it's exciting. And seeing yourself on screen, you know, and, and seeing yourself actually on TV, I think for anybody, regardless of being a wrestler or not, seeing yourself on TV must be an awesome thrill, you know, to know that yeah, you're there and that everyone's going to so see exciting, you. so exciting, eh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had a fight nights, um, a fight nights show the, the night before. Oh, the night it aired, and we went straight from the fight nights um, to the local sports bar. And we got them to put it on TV, and we all we all watched ourselves on TV on the projector at the sports bar. <laughs> wow, so it was like the coolest night ever. Eh? <laughs> it's awesome. It's um, yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. it, it such a surreal moment as well. Probably seeing yourself there, like that you're in the room, but then you're on the TV, and you know. Yeah. It like when the rumble came on anytime one of the boys would come out we'd um like whoa is that you is that you and then we'd like yeah. try try and get the people at the pub going like and all that like it was so funny but we had, we had a great time it was, it was one of the most funny nights so eh? just because in terms of i mean how often does that happen that a room full of years are on the pub watching yourselves like it was so random but it was just it was so funny Oh, that's amazing. You know, um, yeah, I hope yeah. that happens again. I hope that can happen again at some point for you. And, you know, I hope I can be there in that pub as well, having a few bevies, you know, and in there. Uh, yeah, definitely. First hand. Hopefully this <laughs> COVID goes away and we can, we can get you over here, eh? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have that to happen um, and be able to see you all either in person or on TV or yeah. both in person, then on TV. That would be even more amazing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The double whammy. <laughs> absolutely. And um, the final kind of the, the two final questions are, um, what what does the future hold? We, we've kind of spoken about the May twenty first, but what does the future hold for Cool Guy Sky? Is it to win that SPW New Zealand Championship and then hold it for you know ever and ever and never let it go? <laughs> I mean, ideally, that's it, isn't it? Get the big one, get it, get it back into SPW. Um, and re- represent it with pride and, and uh, really forefront uh, SPW into the next chapter of the Cool Guy Sky area, you know, and only way is up. So that, that's definitely one of the big ones. Um, I mean, with COVID, um, pretty we're pretty pretty locked in into this scene for a, for a while. So I just want to want to get myself better, and I mean, we're all getting better together. So hopefully, uh, the scene can grow and we can. Keep keep making something of it, and keep you know getting these opportunities like TV and and just growing the online presence. And the better we get as as wrestlers down here, the the better it's going to be, you know. Because when people look online, you know you don't want them to see see crap. You want them to see the best of the best, really. So we've got to keep oh, yeah. putting out good good content and everything. And you know, all the boys down here, we're pretty hold ourselves to quite a high um high level. So hopefully uh, we can keep growing and keep getting better because we're all pretty we're all pretty young so um i mean i've only been wrestling like two three years and a lot of the guys are the same so we're all pretty um we're all like on that same same grind and then hopefully when the world opens up we can we can get overseas and keep learning and keep growing and getting new opportunities and get to see the see heaps of new places and meet people and um 
you know, make it make a living, hopefully someday off, yeah. off wrestling, which is the ultimate goal. But I think short term, definitely just, yeah, that title, help grow the company, help grow my own brand, and then hopefully get to Australia, um, whether whether or not in the next next couple of years. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later, but it is quite hard at the moment with the with I mean the travel bubble's only just opened up and there's only so many shows and um, it's just a different different world at the moment. So hopefully we can get there at some point. That's the big goal for me um, to get into Australia um, and yeah, that's the that's the uh, the timeline or the I'm not sure what you call it <laughs> the the chain of events. Hopefully is Australia and the rest of the world. That's awesome. And like I said, I can't wait for you to win the belt on my birthday and then I can tweet you on my birthday and, you know, say you've got the best, I've got the best birthday present of the SBW title. And I'll be watching. You get a photo and you see the back. Fantastic. And then the final question cool guy sky is where can people find you on social media where are they able to search for you and follow you so instagram and twitter is at cool guy sky let me check my own twitter hand away yeah. uh is cool underscore guy underscore sky but if you search cool guy sky i don't imagine there's too many of us um and then yeah same on facebook cool guy sky uh also oh me and will we've got a got a, a radio show but we do have it's a podcast on spotify too that the radio station chuck up so it's called wrestle cafe but um we talk quite a bit about that's more of a comedy one it's not really we do talk wrestling as well but it, it is more <laughs> sort of just comedy and gags but um we have a bit of fun on there so i mean if you don't know much about the new zealand scene that could be could be a starting place um but yeah um of course yeah spw's pivot chair and all that jazz but yeah awesome can't wait to uh share all those um you know handles with everybody and get more followers for you heading into you know the 21st of may and um yeah the, you know, just the thank- big match yeah yeah and just thank you so much for you know coming on the show and definitely have you on again at some point and hopefully get will on as well so we can talk to you as a tag team or you know, that'd be fantastic. So just thank you for coming on this eat well this this evening for you and this afternoon for me. Oh no, thank you. Thank you very much for having me and thank you to all the listeners for listening and all that jazz. Yeah, hopefully we can do like a, a Mega Powers one, a we tag team one. You said you you did three people, so I'm sure you yeah. can you can do two. <laughs> that was um yeah, I've 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 uh, done three now, so I, I think you know, two hopefully should be a uh, should be achievable as well. So <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. Um, once oh, it's it's out fantastic! I'm sure it will really well. Must be crazy. I mean, <laughs> flipping the hat interviewing you, eh? But it must be crazy for you to um, being such a, like a, a Ring of Honor fan, getting to now interview people from Ring of Honor and interview all these wrestlers worldwide. Mm, must be pretty crazy for you making all these connections, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Like you know, um, I've I think what's crazy for me is that people have you know, been open to talking to me because at the end of the day, I'm just a fan more than anything. You know, I might do a podcast and things, but I'm, I'm just, oh, the whole BBG network, we're just fans and being able to speak to people from not just the UK, but, you know, anywhere and everywhere due to social media, as long as you can work out a time difference, you know, I've spoken to people from like yourself from New Zealand. I've spoken to recently a wrestler called uh, Uval Goldsmiths from uh, Israel I've spoken to oh, people wow. from yeah. I've spoken to people from Sweden, from Norway, uh, Denmark. I've spoken to American wrestlers. Um, Tyson Dukes, who wrestled in Ring of Honor as well, interviewed him yeah. um, for uh, in Canada. So it's kind of round the world trip, really. So when things open up again, I will be kind of traveling the globe, meeting everybody, and you know, either shaking them by the hand and saying thank you or. You know, if I can't shake hands, touch your elbows yeah. and saying thank you yeah, for coming it. on and I'll watch your show, you know, watch your uh, matches. But no, it is, you know, and I think it's just great being able to, you know, just make friends more than anything. I think if you're able to yeah, make a it. friend through it, that's the thing what's most um, special about it, you know, and help people grow and grow people's um, prominence in the industry and get attention to people and fans, I think, is the thing what's most um nice out of everything so it is it is 
crazy, but it's it's exciting though as well. And it's always exciting making new friends more than anything else. So no, it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, it's crazy like making those friendships and connections because like when would you ever, you know, talk to someone from New Zealand or from Israel or like and just the meeting all these different people, it's just it's so cool, eh, how wrestling binds us all together. Yeah. That's what I always say, you know, to everybody is that it just brings everyone together and you can speak to a wrestling fan about anything and you can just have fun about it and you can sit there for hours and just talk about stuff or like we've just done just over an hour now. You can talk about yeah. everything from, you know, any form of wrestling and or you can say something and then someone will light up and like, oh, I love that or, oh, you know, I've seen that or oh, I've seen this and you wouldn't necessarily know that or, and then you can jump into other conversations from that like about, you know comic books or movies or anything it's such a wide thing to talk about so it's all yeah 100 percent. a great conversation starter <laughs> yeah oh definitely definitely and i feel like so many people have at least watched it once or like like even a lot of the old people they'll say uh they'll say oh like the hulk hogan or the andre and stuff like they just they just they know too like i feel like everyone grew up at seeing it at some point so it's definitely a something that just everyone can sort of relate on a wee bit which is so cool yeah it definitely is, and it's always cool being able to, you know, share new work and work with people who, and also help fans who might necessarily have got a little bit sort of um, lapsed in a in a sense to show them something they might not have known about or seen, and be like, "Hey, I saw whatever, and you know that was really cool, and I've watched this, and I'm really into it now," or "Oh, I've seen so and so, and they." you know, have helped me get back into it again and I've seen them however, you know, that that that's really cool as well that you can yeah, yeah, definitely. do that. So I I feel very lucky in a sense and to have made so many connections through a pandemic where we have been so shut down and being so restricted in what we can do to have made so many connections and friends across the world is a massive kind of um you know, achievement, I think, more than anything, because you wouldn't have thought that would have happened at the start of the year. You thought it would have been very sort of um, isolated and insular, but if anything, it's actually become more opened up and prominent than what I expected. So when everything opens up again, there's a lot of places, like I said, what I'm going to have to visit. So, you know, the, yeah. uh, the aeroplane will keep... Uh, I might have to do a round-the-world trip and, you know, learn to fly my own plane. <laughs> yeah, that's <an> I. <laughs> but um absolute yeah, privilege <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> absolute privilege that i've been able to speak to you today and um just keep safe as well with everything just with what's going on and um awesome definitely you too thank you and just to finish off everyone you can find us uh bbg wrestling on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com and you can find bbg wrestling on twitter at bbg wrestling so that does it for me steven jackson aka dj215 with this awesome amazing interview with my new zealand favorite wrestler cool guy sky thanks for listening and let's hope you win that belt on my birthday <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> thank you very much it's been it's been absolutely awesome being oh, on thank you